Welcome everybody to another edition of the Slasher Sanitarium. We're talking about Alice in Borderland Episode 3. The episode starts showing the carnage of the last game. Arisu waits for Yuzuhu, Zuha, sorry, Yuzuha, to come out of the room. Arisu says he killed that woman. But Yuzuha says everyone was forced to play the game, and he did what he had to do. She says if they can't do what is needed, they should probably just die. The lights go out while our hooded man looks through the pockets of a dead woman. He finds a paper with a strange drawing on it. It's a circle and a bunch of other lines intersecting through it like it's a road map. Siori marks off the fifth day on her mirror and says that her visa ends today. She has worked so hard to get promoted in the company, even sleeping with someone she hated. She was promoted to team leader, and she says that she is going to survive this game and return to her former life. Chota limps over to Karube and Arisu, who have returned from the game. They show him the radio they found, and Karobe says if they go to the beach, they might be able to figure out what is going on. But it's very far away to any of the nearest beaches, and Karobe votes that they trust the voice on the radio and head to the beach. Siori asks how Chota is able to go with his leg like this. She reminds them that their visas expire today, while Karabu, uh, Karube and Arisu are good for a while but they decide that they will help Sayori and Shota win the next game and extend their visas. Then they can go to the beach the next day. Arisu gives him a look, and Kaobe understands that they might not all make it out of the next game, but he promises to go to the beach no matter what happens. Arisu sees the woman he killed for a second before he sees that it's actually just Sayori standing in the doorway, and he tells her nothing is wrong with him as she lights a cigarette. She asks him to say something, like, if he has heard any gossip, Arisu says he saw someone die right in front of him, but he survived. So he doesn't really feel like talking. Sayori says he should be glad it wasn't him. She tells him that her first game, everyone died except for her. She didn't want to die like them, she wanted to survive, so she did. Karabe finds the engagement ring he had stashed in the bar that he was going to give to the very married wife of the bar owner. I guess he was going to try to get her to run away with him. You know, a guy who works as a bartender. Yeah, I don't know where his plan was going. Around the city, new games start up. Arisu, Chota, and Siori are waiting for Kaiwabe to arrive, as he took a trip out to the bar. Arisu wants to wait for him to arrive, but Sayori says they need to go now, because if they miss this game, then they're fucking dead. Karabe arrives and apologizes for being late. Chota yells at him and says there is no tomorrow for Siori and him. The group heads to the next game, which is at the Botanical Garden. They arrive on scene, and we see that there is a table with different weapons and tools. Karabe grabs a butcher knife while Arisu looks at the headsets that are before them. 
All four grab phones, and they are welcomed to the game. They have to put on the headsets and proceed to the garden. It also should be noted that the table only has four sets of headsets and four phones. Right when they put on the headset, they uh, conform to their heads. The goggles recognize each other, and we learn that the game is a Seven of Hearts game, meaning this will be a betrayal game. You play with somebody's heart. The game they are playing is hide-and-seek. One person will be the wolf, and the rest will be the lambs. Whoever is the wolf at the end of the game is the winner. After 15 minutes, everyone else in the game will die by explosion. Arisu says that only one player will survive this. And the first wolf is Chota. He tries to take off the headset and Arisu tells him to stop, and they lock eyes, meaning that Arisu is now the new wolf. Arisu then looks at, Kar at Karube, and he becomes the new wolf. Arisu gets the wolf back, then Sayori gets it, and she says that if the lambs kill the wolf, then three of them will survive while the wolf dies. I don't think that's actually how it goes. It's more along the lines of just one person will be dead, and then one of the three people left alive will stay alive. But it's maybe a possibility. Uh, so... She says it's actually the wolf that needs to hide in this game to make sure that they don't get murdered. Kaobe runs after Sayori, and Shota limps around and says through the headset that Sayori should stop running and they can figure this all out. Kaobe leaps on Sayori and swings his knife down at her, but he misses. She grabs a rock and hits him in his stab wound. They lock eyes and Kaobe is the wolf. Sayori starts punching him in the wound, and Arusu, Arusu calls for Kaobe and takes the wolf roll. Arisu says they can figure this out if they work together, and Sayori calls him naive. She grabs a knife and runs after Arisu. We went from like 0 to 100 really quickly in this episode. They were so willing to murder each other. Now, obviously, the three friends aren't really murdering each other. It's more Sayori against the three of them, which completely understand they just met this girl five days ago. But, boy, it was, uh, they, when, when you're put in this situation where it's, it's your life or somebody else's, like, you tend to choose your own. We learn there are ten minutes left in the game. Chota starts to pray, of course, while Kaobe and Sayori reach Arisu. Sayori says it's life, his life is shit anyways, so she should make, be made the wolf. Kaobe says they cannot all survive, and Sayori runs at Arisu but Shota tackles her. Arisu runs off and Kaobe picks up the knife and follows him. So now we're getting to the point where now even the friends are returning on each other. Siori says she took care of Chota and he doesn't know what his friends really are. There are eight minutes left in the game. Arisu pulls out a screwdriver from his pocket and starts to try to get the headset off, but of course, it ain't budging. Arisu remembers the woman's head exploding and he stops trying to remove the headset. He tells them he doesn't know what to do, and he is sorry. Karabe says that's all he ever does is apologize. Arisu remembers his brother getting a celebration from their father, who then openly talks about how much of a loser Arisu is. Arisu then remembers his mother, who was kind to him. While his father chastises him, he looks out the window and sees Karabe and Shota peek up over the wall, and they, they wait for him to come follow them. The three friends run off to go get some noodles and share a laugh. 
He remembers Karabe saying he wants to buy a farm in Australia. And Shota says, well, I'm going to deliver steaks from uh, to that farm with my drone delivery service. Arisu cries while Karabe looks at the engagement ring he bought. Shota cries as well as they are told they have three minutes left. Arisu says he will quit and drop out of the game. He says that they are all that matters to him. Arisu gets up and asks where the others are. Karabe seems to have resigned himself to die, and he sits in silence. Shota holds his hand over Sayori's mouth so she can't call out, and Arisu can't find him. So they have chosen to sacrifice themselves. And of course, Shota is going to murder Sayori because, you know, it's not her choice to do this. Also, Arisu can live. Karabe tells Arisu to stop yelling. He says they are always laughing like idiots and drinking the night away. When he was with them, he always forgot about his problems. He asks if they remember when they made noodles with shaved ice. Chota says they laughed so hard that day. Karabe says that Chota laughed so hard that noodles came out of his nose. And Chota tells Arisu to live for them. Sio returns and hugs Chota. And Chota says he is sorry. Karabe says he is behind him, but of course he keeps his eyes off of Arisu. Arisu runs up as Karabe's head explodes. Arisu is left alone with the bodies of his two closest friends nearby and Sayori's body. He screams out as we see the ring, Chota's shoe, and Sayori's ID badge on the ground. Arisu cries out more as the episode comes to an end. What a gut punch of an episode. So we had set up that the games could potentially turn out this way. There was no guarantee on how many people would survive each game. There's no guarantee on how many people would play each game. So the fact that Shota was hurt in the first game led to them having to play this game. And because he was hurt was the reason that Arisu and Karabe were there, even though they didn't have to be. So if it was just Sayori and Shota and then two other random people, there was a chance that Sayori, well, she probably would have survived, but there's also a chance that maybe she would have let Shota live. And of course, then Kairobe would be alive too. But instead we get this. We get uh, um, Arisu losing the only people he knows in the game. Now, of course, we do have other named characters. You know, Yuzuha is still alive. She didn't participate in this game because she didn't need to. Uh, The hoodie guy, our tank top guy, um... We got flannel shirt guy kicking around too somewhere. So we still have a couple people that we have met already. But that is uh, three more characters dead. And uh, yeah, like I said, this one, this one was just uh, a very hard episode to watch. I thought that in episode three, taking out the two best friends, it we, we had enough time to really get to know them. And to see the reactions that you know they had with each other and the friendship they had with each other, like they they felt like real friends. And we got another scene here too, them kind of coming to Arisu's rescue as he was just sitting there listening to his dad drone on and on about how much of a fuck up he was. That it was it, it was just really well put together and and just yeah, like I said, it was it was hard to lose them, but now. We are going to move forward with Arisu at, at this point, probably 
either completely shutting down because he's lost his two best friends or not having anybody to kind of drag him down anymore. Now, he still seems like the person that would want to keep people alive and help people as much as possible. But, you know, he kind of has to look out for himself now. And that's all he has to look out for is himself. So, and of course, he want, he's going to want to make sure that he doesn't do anything that'll make their deaths mean nothing. So, this one was... Uh, I mean, it was it was the same length as the episodes, but it was a, a much harder one to to recap because not only did it go kind of very fast with you know the game being the central point of it and a couple of flashbacks, but there was so much of us just watching them like silently cry or kind of silently shut down that there wasn't that much like meat to the episode that that I could discuss other than the fact that it was a really good episode and I wanted to watch more. So we'll be getting into our fourth game, our fourth episode, very soon. And uh, I want to thank you for listening to this, and I'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.